Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Novel Ideas for June 17th, 2022. And this is our first Friday night free-for-all. Instead of discussing a particular book, each What's that? Could somebody could somebody mute, please? Um, it's not me. I don't know. Um. Anyway, now I just lost my train of thought. Um, this is our first Friday night free for all, and instead of discussing a particular book, each person. Um, we'll discuss a book that they read. Tell us about it. So there are 12 of us here tonight. So the maximum length of time, and hopefully um, everybody won't do this, <laughs> but the maximum length of time that you have is five minutes. So we will go around and everybody can, we'll take turns. People tell us about their books. So let's start with you, Deanna. Okay. Um, the book I want to present was, is called American Dirt. Mm. And it's written by Janine Cummings. Her name is spelled J-E-A-N-I-N-E. -E. Her last name is C-U-M-M-I-N-S. And the book number is DB98146. It's a story about a young woman who owns a bookstore in Alcapulco. And... She has an interesting customer that comes in and and shares the poetry he writes with her. And she's kind of charmed by him. But she finds out later through her husband, who is an investigative reporter, that the man is the head, head of a cartel. And things are beginning to disintegrate in Alcapoco. There have been a number of people murdered and their heads displayed publicly places and so they know that there are bad things happening and um her husband writes an expose about the cartel and she's at a family party with her um little son her husband her sister her sister's kids some cousins her her mom um for the quinceañera, which is a Mexican celebration when a girl turns 15. It's kind of a coming of age thing. And they're having a barbecue and the house gets raided by cartel assassins who kill everybody except um, the young woman and her son who happened to be in a bathroom and were able to hide in the shower um, and not get found. And so then she's on the run from the cartel 
because they are the only survivors and she has to get her child to the United States. And that's what this book is about. Okay. Thank you. It's that excellent. was two hours and two minutes and 27 yeah. seconds. I'm timing here, Randy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm doing it with a sharp antique clock and it works. So. Oh, that's great. great. Yeah, yeah. That American is a very Dirt. Good book, American yeah, American Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a great yeah, book. It, yeah. it was a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. That was good, Deanna. Thank you. Okay. Alan? Okay, Bob, you better be taking notes. You're gonna be I'm ready. This book. You're gonna be interested <laughs> in this book. Uh, you may be the only one though. Uh, this is a book, it's called The Terminal List. Uh, and then it's let's see. DB 94686. It's by Jack Carr, C-A-R-R. -R. This is a book, uh it, if you like revenge stories, uh, you'll, you'll like this. I, I'm not a big fan of revenge stories generally, and I'm not a big fan of military-based stuff, but this is the book. This guy that wrote this w was a, a, a real-life Navy SEAL back, back in the day, and uh, he has a character named James Reese who is, is a Navy SEAL, and, it, well, and James Reese gets set up by a bunch of, in typical fashion, a bunch of capitalist uh, government folks that are out to trying to make a buck, and they they've bought this PTSD drug on the cheap, and the reason they got it on the cheap is it causes brain tumors. But uh, they figured they could buy it on the cheap and then get it reworked. And then make a fortune uh, 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 selling it to the thing. Well, the, the, they tried out on this uh, on this Jack, uh, this uh, James Reese's SEAL team. So two or three of them get uh, brain tumors, and and then when he when he talks to the uh, uh, well, the first thing that happens is that they set up his entire unit on some kind of fake mission in Afghanistan and, and they all get wiped out except for the, the, the lead guy. So that's the first thing that happens to him. Then he, he talks to this doctor. He finds out he's got this brain tumor and the doctor gets killed. Well, then he gets home and his, his, his wife, their unborn son and his three-year-old daughter all get killed. So he, uh, uh, he finds out, who's responsible for all for all for, for wiping out all these people that are close to him. And he starts taking action. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's nonstop. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a little over the top, but, uh, if you like action based stories, uh, it, it's really, and, and, and Ray Porter, the guy that read uh, project Hail Mary that I really liked that we did in worlds of books a couple of months ago, he narrates all these these books, and Bard's got—I think Bard's got three or four of them at least. And the, the terminal list is the first one in the series, so it's uh, uh, like I said, Bob. I think you would definitely like it because it's you, you like action-based stuff, and if you haven't read it, you might want to give it a go. So, thanks. Okay, thanks, Alan. Hey, Alan, it's Mitch. What's the name of that book? The Terminal List. A terminal list. Okay, uh, I yeah, got a yeah, book yeah. I want to mention. 
Well, hold on. Okay. Um, who is area code six two three? Joni. That's me. That's Joni. Oh. I, I think Ruth Ann. I named her Joni. Sorry about that. Okay. What? Anyway, it's 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 uh it's Joni six two three. She she's in here twice. Her sister. That's, yeah. that's what it was. Okay, okay. Well, somebody got named Joni by mistake. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. Joni doesn't mind. Call it again. We'll do it. Go ahead, Joni. Go, go ahead, Joni. Okay. Okay. The book I want to talk about is called "What Happened to the Bennetts." Yeah. It's by Lisa Scottolini. It's her last name is S C O T T O L I N E. Um, the book number is one seven zero two seven six, and the reader is Eduardo Ballerini. Yay! You can't do wrong with Eduardo. I think that number um, may be one zero seven instead of one seven zero, but. Uh, I don't think we're up to 170,000 book numbers no, yet, are we? It's yeah. probably no. 107, Joni. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I've read the book. It's great. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. It's probably no, 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 107. No, that's, that's okay. No, Go, ahead. Go, Go ahead. That's right. We're not up to 170, are we? Anyway, um, this starts out where this family is in their car. They're returning home from... Uh, a game, I think their daughter played soccer, uh, Allison, is an athlete, and her brothers, Ethan, and the parents are returning home from a game, and, excuse me? Go ahead, Joss, we're hearing Joss, please mute. Yeah, whoever that is. Go ahead, Joni. We're hearing Jaws. Can you please mute? Please mute. Anyway. Anyway, they're they're in their car. They've had a good time. They're oh, and the dog is with them, Mooney. And as they're returning home, suddenly something happens on the road and they're stopped and they are supposedly hijacked. They, somebody tries to steal their car and um, anyway, to make a long story shorter, uh, they're, oh, and, and the daughter Allison is shot. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing what happens in this book. Anyway, the FBI comes in. They say they have to, the fam- rest of the family has to be put in the witness protection program. Suddenly, oh, they're moved that. out of their home and they um, are taken to, well, they live in um, Pennsylvania and they're taken to Delaware and they're put in this strange neighborhood and there are two FBI agents assigned to be their babysitters. And they're very upset about their daughter's death and and the whole family is just shaken to the roots. Anyway, this book is so good. Every minute of it and the way Eduardo reads this book, you just 
want to keep going and going and going and going. It is so good. Uh, there are so many twists and turns. And in Lisa Scottolini's style, she she really yes. writes awfully good stuff. And um, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I don't think there's a dull part in it. So many twists and turns. And I just loved it. And I've been reading a whole bunch of good books lately. This is one of the really, really super good ones. So I guess that's all I have to say about it. I hope that I kept within my time frame. You did. You sure are. And I want to add, you really (laughs) learned about the Witness Protection Program. They couldn't even go to Allison's funeral. They disappear. They have to disappear because the, the mafia, the bad guys will get them. But it's a great story. Great book. Thank I you. read that one. That was journey. That's on my so list. many twists, twists and turns, and oh my right. gosh! Right. I thank you for letting me. Me too. I have cool. on my wish list. So. Thanks, Jenny. Great book. Thank you. Okay, Bob, you want to go next? Well, you won't believe this. I, I don't. I won't be five minutes, but I'll put it on. <laughs> An old guy like me returns to his roots. I've been reading Harry Potter books. I don't oh, care. Right. You can laugh Yay. at me. You can, you can laugh at me. You can wow. say I'm senile, but oh, I no. loved them. They Every are one the of them. best. They are the best. One at a time, please. Let's yeah. be recorded a little bit. And the GB number, it's the last one. Uh, the seventh uh, was uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Uh, DB92235, DB92235. Jim Dale is worth it right there. Just listening to him. I had a friend who read it in Braille, and I said, you missed 75% of the book because Jim Dale could imitate all those, all those people. Anyway, long story short, the battle with Voldemort continues. He who must not be mentioned or whatever it is. And um, I'm not going to go through the whole plot. I think many of you have read the book, but uh, the highlight to me, a lot of good people were killed. Dumbledore's killed, for example. And Snape, Snape appears to be the monster. The, the, he's They hate him. Uh, and yet you're going to find out that he is a hero, believe it or not, because he's horrible. You have <laughs> Miss Umbridge, who coughs all the time. And uh, she's horrible, horrible lady. And then the witch, uh, Bellatrex, who kills all these good people. A lot of people die in it. I can't believe only four to seven graders. I, I think they're much more advanced than I ever was. I was back at Tom Sawyer and so on. But anyway, uh, the Weasley family, wonderful. Mrs. Weasley, Harry Deer, et cetera, et cetera. They have the Battle of Hogwarts. And I won't, I want, you know, read it. I, I'm not going to give you the, the whole plot here, but the, later, 19 years later in the epilogue, Harry is married, not to Hermione, which I always thought would happen. Uh, no, it's to Ginny, the, the sister. And they have kids and they're seeing them off to Hogwarts. And uh, uh, Malfoy, Malfoy is still around. The evil guy was sl- slithering. And he's, he's sending his son to Malfoy. They're all older. And I know there are more books on this, which I'll try to find sometime. But anyway, I recommend a J.K. Rowling. Terrific book. And I think I'm under five minutes. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, you're way under five minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. so that, I was so depressed when I read that book. So I'm going to have to go back and reread it. So thanks, Bob. Hey. Um, 
Mitchell? Yeah, uh, Ocean Prey, Lucas Davenport, number 31. I got the number. Hold on. You're going to hear my computer for a minute. Mitchell, give the DB number, please. Again, yeah. if you. Yeah, hold on. He's, get, get it. he's getting it. He's getting I'm it. sorry. He's Mitchell's an old friend from Tech Talk. He's a good guy. Yeah. DB1 0288 Okay. Okay. Tell us about the book. Tell us about okay. the book. Um, Lucas Davenport is now a is now a U.S. Marshal. He goes and solves a uh, case for the Coast Guard where a Coast Guard person gets killed. Virgil Flowers comes in the mix of it and gets a whole bunch of heroin off the ocean floor. Pretty good book. He's putting out 32 later this year. Wow. Any wow. of you guys use Audible? Is that it, Mitchell? Yep. I'm going to read it. Oh, oh, thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, Sherry? Yeah. Um, my book is called Dragonfly, and that's all one word. And it's by Lelia Meacham, L-E-L-I-A, last Ooh. name M-E-A-C-H-A-M. And the DB number is 95857. This is historical fiction that takes place in France at mm. the beginning, well, after the Nazis have taken over in World War II. There's five young adults that are sent over there by the United States to be spies. They're all college graduates. They have some language skills. They train together. When they go over to Paris, they don't know where each other's going to be because they think that's too dangerous to have that knowledge. But there's one girl woman who is in a convent and she has a mural she creates on the wall of the convent that each of the five is a symbol on that mural, an animal or an amphibian or something. And they're supposed to come by and check it once in a while to see if there's different things that mean different things. I won't go into all that. Occasionally they meet in a bookstore reading room for a meeting and she can indicate that on the mural. And I found this book just incredibly good. It's really high tension. There's not a lot of action, but every one of these guys, you just feel like any time, oh, they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. Somebody's mm -hmm. suspicious. Somebody's suspicious. And there's also some Nazis that turn out to sort of be helping them, but you don't really know if that's the case or not. And the author does. We're hearing voices. Mute, please. Okay. The author does a really good job of introducing some authors, you know, when you have five characters, they introduce them all at once and it gets confusing. This author does a good job of introducing them one at a time. You feel like you know them and it's easy to keep them straight. They all have their own backgrounds. A couple of them have different reasons for going to France. One wants to find his father and one wants to find a boyfriend or fiance. I forget which that was shot down. So those come into play also. And also the first chapter of the book is in the present and they had planned on having a reunion at some point after the war. Hmm. And you're not sure if all of them will show up or not. So there's some tension with that too. And that's it. Sounds great. It was really it good. Like a really good, very good. Not, she wrote roses, didn't she? Yeah. Not sure. 
That yeah. sound that name sounds familiar, and that was one we read a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the name I'm going to reread it if we read it. I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who's next? We didn't read that book when we read Rosie. Yeah. Thanks, Sherry. Um, sure. Allison. Yes. Um, my book. I haven't finished it, but I'm close, and it's uh, it's the maid. By Nita Prose, and the DB number is 106-298, and I really like it because it's about uh, a maid who lives, uh, who works in this uh, high, high-end motel, or hotel, and she really likes it. I think she's on the autism spectrum, and she loves it because there's all this Routine, you know, she does everything the same way, and then um, someone—I uh, won't go into the whole thing—but uh, someone is killed, and she, she—it's funny in a way, not the killing, but it's funny because she reminds me of the Good Doctor. If any of you watch that, yes, oh, and yes. Um, there are some places where what she assumes isn't what's really happening. I mean, she's very literal. And so there are times when it's really pretty funny. Um, but it's a very good book. Uh, Allison, so- I, you're doing beautifully here. Uh, we are talking about this book Tuesday night with Alan. I'm reading it furiously. So I, I please don't give the ending. I'm not there yeah. yet. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't finished it. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's, that's good. It's a good book. You're absolutely right. Good. What book club is that? Because I haven't gotten a... Oh, Tuesday Night, a Worlds of Books? Worlds of Books, yeah. Tuesday. Huh. I, I mean, if okay. Alan doesn't care as the host for us to go through it, we normally try not to. And it wasn't your fault. You didn't know what book we were reading. Right. The Maid is very good. I'm, yes, it is. I mean, we get two. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'll have to read that okay. one. Okay. Um, good job, Allison, though. That was good. Thank that you. was good. That was very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Um, Jana? Okay. My book is called Once There Were Wolves, and it's by Charlotte McConaughey. It's spelled hmm. capital M-C, capital C-O-N-A-G-H-Y. The DB number is 104524. This book was about some scientists who introduced 14 wolves into the forests of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good book. It, um, it's, a, it's about the wolves. They talk about nature and the balance of nature mm-hmm. and some of the habits of wolves. They talk about the way the wolves were or were not accepted by the locals in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And she, the main character, one of the scientists, comes also, she brings her sister who has had a trauma in her life. And so the book is about the wolves and the balance of nature and the relationship with her sister and with the locals in the area. I think parts of the book were kind of haunting. Some of it was um, very beautiful because it talked a lot about nature and it also was about the relationship between her and her sister. I I recommend the book. I thought it was very good. Okay. 
Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Um, Somebody's then Jenny, yelling back there. It's an ID, caller ID. Okay. Yeah, uh, this is Jenny. Should I go ahead now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think I can be within the five-minute limit. I'm introducing <laughs> three books, but my main concept was one author that I have become totally enchanted by. Um, her name is Sally Hepworth. H-E-P-W-O-R-T-A. Oh, yes. And she writes books that when you read the synopsis, you think, oh, that sounds a little grim. Maybe that's going to be kind of dreary. But when you read the book, she's setting up a situation that's kind of relatable, and the issues get resolved, and you usually learn a little bit of something. And for some reason, um, it's fast-paced, and I would not call it depressing. I would call it engaging, and they're real page-turners. The first one, Rick, I'm going to go through these three really fast. They're all on Bard. Um, the first one, let's see how my memory goes. Um, the first one is called um, uh, the, the Younger Wife. And that the premise there and the DB number there is um, 107296. And the premise there is the protagonist is a heart surgeon, older. And his wife has come up with dementia. And so the plot issue there is he has decided, uh, you know, that he's going to divorce this woman, the one who's ill, and marry a younger wife. And so there's a lot of issues swirling around this and the, and the children and the wife herself. And, you know, it's, uh, and then there, so there are surprises there, but it, it's, there's a lot of suspense in how is this going to resolve. And you can identify with most of the characters. Um, then the second one is, um, let's see, this one is The Mother's Promise. And that is 87278. And this is also sound, sounding kind of dreary, but really not at all. Um, it is, uh, I guess, it's resolved in a way that is uh, relatable and positive, I guess. Okay, the mom... There's two characters, the mother, uh, who is a single mom, Alice, and her uh, daughter, um, who has uh, social anxiety, okay, social phobia. And um, I learned a lot about uh, social anxiety during this. So what happens is these two have really leaned on each other. They're pretty much alone in the world. And then the mom, Alice, comes down with um, cancer. And so the issue is not only her situation, but what will happen to her daughter, Zoe. And that is full of tension, and um, it's interesting to learn a little bit about those conditions, and you can certainly relate. I learned some new information. And then the third one and the last one is um, The Good Sister, and this is 102888. And the premise here, there's two very interesting characters. Um, One is Rose, who is, um, you know, a traditional uh, character, and she's very disturbed because she can't, um, she's facing infertility, okay? Now, her sister, Fern, is um, on some kind of spectrum. Uh, She perceives sensory issues, and she's a librarian. And so um, the interaction between the two is, takes place after um, the issue of the infertility. And then what's really, I think, unique about this book 
is um, there are sections told from the point of view of Rose and then from Fern. And Fern is really well depicted. It's not clear whether she has autism or some kind of sensory um, overload situation, but um, she comes across as very whimsical. And there's some plot twists here, too. Um, So... And that are though there are there are seven books by Sally Hepworth on Bard, and those are just three of them. And so that's it. Very good. You got thirty seconds Very to go. You, you made it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. That was very very good. Very well done. Very good. Um, Mary Ellen. D B C zero two. 561. This is a book that was done by the Connecticut for the Connecticut Library for the Blind that was uh, sent to the Library of Congress. The book is nine hours and 31 minutes. It's called The Ladies of Garrison Garden by Louise Schaefer, S H A F F E R. Okay, who is Miss Lilbit? Who is Miss Peggy? Who is Dr. Maggie? And who is the lady variously known as Old Mrs. or Miss Reigns? Of course, everyone for miles around knows that Miss Peggy, Miss Lilbit, and Dr. Maggie as they know them as the three Miss Margarets of Garrison Gardens. What did these four women have in common? Old Mrs. lives, or Mrs. Old lives outside of Atlanta. So why does she subscribe to the Charles Valley Gazette, which is the um, local newspaper for the other three? And why is she so interested in the doings of Charles Valley, Georgia? What could a tiny resort community possibly have uh, to interest this crusty old former vaudevillian? For over 45 years, um, the entire Charles Valley is kept at arm's length uh, from the, because of this group as they closely guard the deepest secret of the first wife of wealthy hotelier Garrison, I, I mean, Dalton Garrison, the saintly Miss Mervis, but was Miss Mervis all that saintly. Um, The entire, wait a minute, minute, hold on. Um, Miss Peggy, Delton Garrison's second wife, dies and she leaves the entire Garrison holding including the hotel and the horticultural center to the down and out Laurel Celine McCready, 
The town is shaken to its foundation. And during the 45 years, Miss Peggy, who is the second wife of Dalton Garrison, uh, lives in this house as a wife and a widow. She never changes a single thing in the house. In order for you to do the answers to these many questions, you're going to have to read the book. And I guarantee that you won't be able to put it down. And it's very confusing, I'll tell you. And that's it. Wow. She asked if somebody else could go first. Oh, so I okay. asked Liz. Liz, okay. Liz is muted right now. There she goes. No, she's muted. Oh, hello. I'm okay. The name of the book is The Firefly Code. The DB number is 9158. I'm sorry, I'm not seeing very well today. 91553. Okay. Um, this is a science fiction book. It is intended for fourth to seventh grade, but it's set in um, this planned kind of like a utopian community in Massachusetts. Um, not too far off into the future. Uh, and it centers around what they, they refer to themselves as the Firefly Four. Firefly Four. Um, and it's a group of kids. They're, you know, roughly 12, 13 year olds. And they hang out together, they do everything together. Um, and one of their greatest concerns is trying to decide what their, their, um, um, oh, oh, latency will be. What that means is that when it, when a child is 13, um, they after a lot of testing, after a lot of testing and stuff, they um, are given a choice of things that they <clears throat> seems that they would be very good at. Like some people are very good at puzzles or engineering or visual memory or things like like this. And then at 13, they have to choose which latency they want to excel in. And it, 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 is, it becomes a uh, medical procedure in which that latency is drawn out of their brain and amplified and other things may be dampened. For example, one of the characters, her parents had, <laughs> she was very competitive to the point of being like really mean and, and just, you know, very obnoxious. So they had her dampened and they had that aspect of her dampened, although not eliminated because she's still kind of competitive and mean, you know, but um, mm. so, uh, <laughs> so that's one of the parts of the book. And then a, a new family moves into the village um, and the girl is a little different, but very sweet. And the parents are all encouraging, especially this, this core group of four kids to to draw her in and, and to to you know engage her um they find out okay so they all know that there are some you know some kids okay for example the the the, the primary storyteller whose name is Maury she was born with retina difficulties so they have the ability to um basically uh correct her retina but it's like it, it, it she has to give up something else um she could only you can only have so many corrections and uh things done to you enhancements <clears throat> anyway so as they learn more about this new kid um 
this it's interesting how the group deals with her. Some totally reject her. Some want to really bring her in. Um, 30 seconds. I'm sorry, Liz. I gave you more time then. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's just a very good book. Um, I really like the way it ends. I like the way it focuses on, on the group of kids and how they handle differences and how they stand up for each other um, when when there's trouble uh, and serious okay. trouble. So it's it's a good book. I recommend it. Oh, thank you. Liz, do you remember if we read the Demis in here and Parsons? Book. Oh, we did read. We read the Demis. We read it in here. Okay, I didn't no, know. I don't know. No, we not in here. Oh, mystery, no. probably. Huh? Fictional. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm off topic, but I was thinking of Anne, and that was a great book too. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Perfect world anew. Okay. Thanks, Liz. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Ruth, we oh, want somebody else. Who I'm else? sorry. Where are we? What's Are you point? ready, Ruthanne, or should sure, I? Sure, I'm ready. Okay, uh, go ahead. You're on. Okay, I have read an Amish a book, but it's uh, it, this is called the Amish Quilt Maker's Unexpected Baby, and it's written by Jennifer. Oh shoot, I forgot her name. Beckstrand. Yeah, that, right. And the just a second here. And the number is one zero one zero six one seven five. This is basically about a woman. I thought at first it was a comedy, and there's some very funny things in it. But this woman is considered an old maid. She's hit the right old age of thirty, and really doesn't <laughs> want to get married and anything like that. But she has a sister that's beautiful and everything and somehow wants to has had a baby and has just dropped it off at her sister's house and took off. And this woman knows absolutely nothing about a baby as to what you need to do. I mean, you don't wear as far as burping them and changing diapers and all that sort of thing. A guy comes to help. He brings his family in to help her get. It's straightened, you know, to get the baby uh, cleaned up and taken care of. And uh, it goes on to tell how this woman was, uh, how she went and uh, everything, uh, how she actually fell in love with the baby. And actually, she fell in love with the, um, the young man who had brought his parents, his mother over to help her. And uh, somewhere in the middle of the book, the sister comes back and decides that she's going to marry the man and tries to take take him away from her. And uh, eventually it all turns out. But it was it was uh, actually a book that's got, you know, a lot of things happening in it and uh, uh, all that sort of thing. It was a good book. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it, but it uh, there, there are many things to about it but it's it's really about how this whole situation revolves around her falling in love with the baby and eventually falling in love and uh with the uh the the guy that came to help her do you learn about the amish ruth ann in this yes you do you learn about uh 
she's you know they you learn about some of the things it doesn't uh it doesn't set completely on the Amish all the time it's in an Amish village and uh, everything and uh you you learn you uh you you do learn about their uh, it, uh, about their customs and things, which are you know unusual and everything. But it's uh, it's not an overly religious book like some of the Amish books are, which I really don't care for the ones that are extremely you know religious. But this one is you know talks about their about their. Uh, life and various things and, and basically how this woman eventually straightens the whole thing out and finally gets rid of her sister who's terrible okay it sounds good mm-hmm. three minutes very good Did i you? like books about the amish so and but not the I real religion, i'm so. a linda castillo fan the detectives more violence they crime. are good now, yeah, i like the books good. about the amish that are in pennsylvania oh yeah uh, in, yeah in lancaster pennsylvania there's a number of good yes. books there are some books that are from uh, uh ohio yeah. which really uh are kind of pushed by the magazine guideposts, which yeah, yeah. Really, I really don't like those right. as well. They you don't learn much about the people. You don't have the character development that you do from yeah. say, the books from Cal- right. from uh, Pennsylvania. Wanda Wanda Brunstetter is another really good author with yes, Amish. Yes, right. nice. mm-hmm. Okay, Brandy, I think Amanda, I think okay, Carla's Amanda here. Carla. Whoa, whoa! I think whoa, Carla's here. Carla, Carla, you're it. You hear me? Yes. Yeah. Sounds okay. Good. I don't know why, but it won't let me just use all day. So I have to read with one hand and hold down. I'm going to try to do all day because I'm holding. The audio now unmuted. Okay. okay. You're unmuted. Okay. That what happens? I guess is when you turn your speech off, it doesn't let you do that. Okay. Well, I learn something new every day. Okay, my book, and I've got to tell you. This is the best, one of the best books I've ever read. I would read it again. I would highly recommend it. I mean, it's engaging. Uh, I don't know. You might not like it, but I think it's a really good book. Um, The book is called The Library of Lost and Found, and it's by Phaedra Patrick. And and Phaedra is spelled P-H-A-E-D-R-A. Patrick. It's DB94352. That's 94352. And it has a reading time of 10 hours and 30 minutes. In the annotation, you know, it, it, it sort of sums it up pretty good. It's uh, pretty well. It says that librarian Martha Storm's life changes when a book of fairy tales arrives on her doorstep. Inside, she finds a dedication written by her grandmother, Zelda, who died under mysterious circumstances years earlier. Martha also discovers a clue that her grandmother may still be alive. 
and this book, um, I think one thing that makes a book powerful to me is if I can identify with the characters and I can identify with this woman, she, the, uh, Martha, the librarian, she lives alone. She's always helping other people and her house is really cluttered because she has all these projects of things that she's doing and people just drop things off like this. Um, she runs a book group and this woman dropped off her laundry at the book group and said her washing machine was broken and do the laundry and her sister wants her to mend her son's pants and this and that. And at first she does it. She's a, a, a people pleaser. But then she um, she finds this book. She goes to the library, and there was supposed to be an author um, presentation, and it, you know it gets canceled, and she hasn't been informed. And she there's a a man, and he leaves this book in a brown paper bag on the doorstep of the library, and he uh, she grabs it, and it has her you know, and and she opens it up, and she finds this dedication um, by her grandmother, and um, it's signed nineteen. 95, but the, or 1985, but the problem is that she was told her grandmother died in 1982. And then she finds in the book some stories that were written by her and some story, you know, by Martha finds, you know, by herself and then stories that were told to her and, and, and things like that. And so it got, the story goes on how she um, sort of investigates <coughs> where this book came from. The book is tattered. It doesn't have a cover on it. You know, it's just in really bad repair. And at first she has a sister named Lillian and her sister does not want her to dig into it. She says, oh, just throw the old thing away and don't get involved with that book. And, you know, the sister's just really, you know, not very nice to her at first and everything. And the book is just so good. It's um, the narrator does a fantastic job. The characters are well developed. It has, you know, I couldn't put it down. I mean, I, I just I didn't want my bicycle exercises my cardiac exercises to end because I listen to these books and I'm doing exercise and I didn't want it to end. And that was the fastest 10 hours and 30 minutes that I ever had. I'm sorry. It's over. And I just, I want you to read this book. I, I highly recommend oh, it. I'd like to group do it. I'd like it to see the group do it, but I don't sounds know. Good. But that's sounds my, good. that's my review. And I, I very good. Like Thank it. you, Carla. That sounds like an excellent read. It does. Thanks, Carla. So I guess everybody went Everybody me. talked. Randy, you have it. Yeah, yeah. Randy, Miley, you have it. Randy's last one, I think. Okay. Oh, what um, Alan went. Okay. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I love British books, movies, TV shows. So the book that I am reviewing is a British one, and it's called With Love from London by Sarah Gio, J-I-O. And the book number is 106-679. And this book has two different narrators. It's the commercial version. Um, and it's it's it goes it starts out in 2013 with Valentina Baker who 
is down on her luck. She's divorcing her husband because she finds out he has an affair. And she actually just found out at the beginning of the book. And she gets a phone call that her mother has left her everything. She, she left her a bookstore that she had in London. And her mother, we find out, left when um, Val was 12. And she went to London. And she's always wanted to have a bookstore. It goes between 1968 and 2013, and it's very easy to follow the timeline because the the reader for the mother does 1968 and the one for the daughter does 2013. And the daughter goes to London and the we're also told the mother's story is we go through the book and the, the mother leaves clues for the daughter to find. She does a scavenger hunt, which we find out she did for her daughter a lot when she was living with her. And it's, she leaves clues in different places, their notes. And she, and that's how, Val finds out different things about the neighborhood and she gets to know a little of the history and people tell her things about her mother and she's really struggling because she feels like her mother abandoned her and she had set up a reading hour with little kids and she gets to know one of the guys, Eric, who was a child when her mother opened the bookstore, it's called the book garden. And he talks to her about her mother and the mother, mother's best friend, Millie is running the bookstore. And it's, it's about to be foreclosed because they're in debt. So at first, everyone thinks Val's going to sell it. And she originally, she starts out thinking she's going to, and she doesn't. She decides she loves it there. And she gets different mementos from different people. And she finds out her mother had actually been sending letters to her, but she never got them. And the interesting thing, and I've read a couple of Sarah Gia's other books, she talks a lot about children's books, especially Good Night Moon, that one by Margaret Browning. That seems to be a favorite of hers. It features a lot in this book and in her other books. So I won't tell you the whole story. There's a lot that happens and you find out that people are not always as they seem, but it's a very good book. Very good. You know what that is sounds? It, it's reminding me of the book, Good Night June, which I think there, was. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of hers. That's another one that I read. Okay. Yeah. Cause that also bookstore left by mom to daughter, although you don't know that she's the daughter. It was right. the first fictional, the new book I read. 
for this when I joined. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good book. Okay. Yeah, it is has, good. has everyone spoken? Yeah. Okay, Randy, what do we so. do in the future? And then we can turn this off and you guys can talk all night or whatever you want to do, which is good. Um, What's happening? We are meeting in September. And because oh. conventions are in July, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And unless you guys, unless you guys want to meet in August, but I won't be there because I'll be on vacation. So as far as I'm concerned, we're done till September. Well, I personally need a break. There's so many wonderful books here that it'll take me yeah. 10 years to read them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, but anyway, did you guys enjoy this? Is this something that we would want to do again? Once in a while, Absolutely. sure. So. Yeah, it was yes. great. Very much. I love this. Yeah. I really and, did. And Randy, what did we read in September? Do you know yet? Um, yeah. How about, Bob, the book that we both read, The Secrets of Us, except I can't remember the DB number. Um, it's by Lucinda Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. It's a thriller. I, I have it downloaded. Um, what was the title again? The Secrets, the Secrets of, of Us. us. The Secrets of Us. You oh, read it, Bob, I think. It's about two sisters. They're oh, I did read it. Yes. Psychological. Yeah. Thing. It's a yeah. psychological novel. Yes. Yeah. I did read it. And they. <laughs> I read so many now. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's a psychological thriller about two sisters who were. Well, they were in an orphanage. These sisters were actually they not were in sisters. a foster. No, they, they were, were foster, foster home. sisters and they came were, to love each other as dear dear friends. And they it's a psychological thing. Would you read it? And you yeah, can, the, you'll enjoy it. The, um, the one sister, Nicole, is accused of murder. Right. So the other one and the crazy. other is trying to help her. She's a lawyer, the other one, I think. Yes, yeah, don't tell us too much about it. That's all we're going to say, Joni. It's a psychological novel. Can I turn this off? Are we officially done? Hold on. Hold on. Rob, wait a minute. I will. I will. It's about nine hours, so it's not a long one. No. 105-447. Thank you, 105-447. Okay. That's it. I have a quick question. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? Yes, and then we got to turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're reading The Maid for World of Books, and I can't figure out whether this book takes place in England or in America. Well, oh, it, it doesn't ever really, never really tells us, so, you know, pick a place, wherever yeah, you want it to It's be. hard to tell, Joni, yeah. to yeah. me. Okay, uh, so I'm yeah, not the, the only one that doesn't no, know. No, no, okay. I wondered about that, too. I'm going to turn it off. You guys can talk all you wish. You're wonderful. We had 15 people here. I think that's, that's great. Fantastic. And maybe more. Yeah. I don't yeah. <laughs> know. That I think that's probably that's great. One of great. the biggest crowds we've had. That's great. Let's see. Well, all I can say is the secret of us is narrated by Gabriella 